and welcome to Flourishing. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is a pleasure to have you tune in with us today. I am your host, Fola Shola, and today we will I will be interviewing Ange, our very dear friend. She's a family friend. We've known her through church in London. She's a godmother to one of our sons and a dietitian by profession and an absolutely beautiful person with a radiant personality. Aww. So welcome, 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 Ange. Hi. <laughs> now, right. Okay, so I've mentioned a few things about you. But as an icebreaker, could you give us three fun facts, things that I haven't mentioned um, about yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, oh, three fun facts. Um, so I love coffee, mm. preferably black coffee. Nice. Um, I can usually be found drinking coffee <laughs> if I'm not at work or somewhere. I am northern. I'm mm. from near Manchester Lovely. originally. Um, and I love that part of the country, even though I live in London. And oh, third fact, I'm a musician, so I play instruments. Ooh. I, um, yeah, studied music as part of doing other things at university. Fantastic. So, yeah. And now for curiosity, what instruments do you play? Uh, flute and sax, mainly. Oh, no way. Alto sax or? Alto sax, Ah, yeah. lovely. I love the saxophone. Unfortunately, I didn't get to complete learning it. <laughs> but, um, that's fantastic. Thank you. Um, so why did you choose to be a dietitian out of all the other professions you can do? Uh, so I did chemistry at university okay. um, for my first degree. And with the chemistry, that was when I did the music as well. But um, I basically realised by my final year that I didn't want to work in a lab. Mm. I felt like I, what my current like projection career-wise would be kind of lab work mostly. Mm. And I just felt like I wanted to be a bit more people-facing, I guess. Okay. So something like teaching or healthcare or something. I'd always thought about medicine, but I kind of had gone off that idea at university as well. Mm. Um, so I actually studied abroad in America as part of my first degree when I was doing chemistry and I got to do some uh, nutrition modules because they interested me and I really enjoyed them. So um, I looked into dietetics because um, I wanted to still keep quite a lot of what I'd been doing. Mm. Um, and it was it's quite clinical as well, which I quite enjoyed and it was patient-facing. Um, and it, it can be very varied in what it does as well. Like you can work in industry. You don't have to be with patients. But yeah. Um, yeah, it just had a good range of things that I could do with it that I was interested in. And I'd actually seen a dietitian. So I kind of had a little bit of an idea right. from that, like of an awareness of them. Because I don't think it's something that you get told at your high school careers day. Like, oh, you want to be a dietitian? Like mm. it's like, oh, you're clever. Do you want to be a doctor? Or you're clever. Do you want to be a lawyer? It's that right. kind of thing. So yeah. So I don't really know anything else as to why, but um, I enjoyed my degree and I did it as a postgraduate. So yeah, and I've been doing it ever since and uh, enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, so it's been what, about 11 years or longer? No, okay. uh, no, no, no. Uh, just uh, a bit over five years. Oh. Mm, yeah, I've actually not been qualified very long. Oh, I thought it was longer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that means I'm a bit old then. <laughs> I just I guess I it. did I guess I did two degrees. So I, ah, I did a four year degree right. and then okay. another two and a right. bit years. So. Okay. Oh, that makes me a bit yeah. younger then. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> All right, lovely. So what would you say? What are the challenges do you face in your job? Uh challenges. I guess ever changing expectations mm. and um I guess particularly 
with what we've all faced in the last year, 18 mm. months in healthcare. Um, I think juggling expectations of the profession versus juggling maybe how the people you're treating expect you to be doing your job. Yeah. And I think also like people's understanding of what you do for your job. Like I have a lot of friends who aren't like who aren't in healthcare, but they like it it doesn't matter because you it's just an opportunity for conversation, yeah. but sometimes it's kind of like, oh so can you write me a diet plan? And yeah. it's kind of like it's, <laughs> yeah. I'm not I don't I can do that, but it's not really what I do day to day. I guess I I change diets and adapt diets for people um on the basis of them having an existing medical condition and right, yes. give them advice around that if there is therefore like a diet or a nutritional implication for change yes um so that's that's what we do ultimately amongst a lot of other things but yes. um it's not just that we give people a piece of paper with a week's yeah. worth of food eat, eat to chicken, eat and eat it, fed yeah yeah which you know <laughs> It varies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, lovely. So I, I can understand, I guess, with me, with nursing as well, there's different things. You come across different situations and different challenges, um, as you've highlighted a few. But I'm just wondering, is there any particular situation in your job that has struck you positively or that something that has happened that has kind of like stuck with you? Yeah, there's probably there's probably loads. Like, mm. I think we all, again, particularly recently, we've all learned to celebrate the small things and the big things and it is such a privilege to get to be there for moments when you know patients or people you work with celebrate a really great thing yeah. or um you know some something like a really big achievement like a really big I don't know a new like I guess the biggest achievements for me have been certain drugs have been released in the specialty I work in Wonderful. Um, and that has meant that the face of that particular disease has quite significantly changed and it means that we are but it's also new and a bit challenging because we we're dealing with a lack of knowledge about what the outcomes of that will be long down the line so you're kind of doing but that's really interesting and exciting as well um and yeah I think just positive stuff is always just moments with your patients and their them coming through something or coming out of something or having an experience where like just even seeing patients get to go home yeah like that's amazing like some definitely sometimes they just are in for such a long time that they get to go so I think there's lots of positive things but I'm not sure I can I'd probably have to think longer about them yeah I think it's just the biggest thing is what you take from it and learning to appreciate the small things and you learn about your communication and how that's important for people's experiences as well Mm. and how you um it's like it's it's not about you it's about the experience the patient is having and the people around them that love them that need reassuring at the same time yeah oh wonderful thank you so much for that now in my last episodes um I was just expressing to the listeners the challenges I faced when I spoke to a friend who was an atheist and his is his mindset towards God and towards the earth and where we live in and things like that and how that really struck me um and I just couldn't comprehend this idea that someone can not believe in God and I believe in God and um I kind of debunked what these what why I felt that way so a few things I I felt was that um I'm not a theologian so I can't really express effectively why my faith is what it is and things like that so I guess I'm asking you because I know you're a believer um can you remember what where what the turning point is for you when you actually came to know God for yourself uh yeah 
so I was um I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. I was um I was raised in a Christian family. I went to church my whole life. Um and I guess my parents or I certainly now interpret it as we kind of hit our teenage years and my parents kind of like gave us the choice to go to church okay. or not. Um not not to not do but kind of gave us more of an option yeah. a bit more autonomy in yeah. our decisions and um I kept going because actually I played in the worship band so I never really thought about it differently other than well I'm gonna go because I'm I'm You're I've been told I'm playing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and then I guess I just when I got a bit older I got challenged on kind of your faith being your own and I'd never really heard that before so I think it was when people started to be like your faith is your own it's not your parents you don't inherit well you you inherit faith in a way but you there is a commitment that you make for yourself and mm. um, there is a renewing of your own heart that happens yes. in the process of accepting Jesus and so I um I I just kind of process that as well I don't not believe in God as in I believe in God so what am I why am I not Mm. and I'd never really thought about it of there being a commitment to be made because to me it was just like well I'm a Christian I go to church but um so that that was the point like it was just kind of like almost somebody asking me to define it because I had never really not believed I was just like yeah you were already in the cycle of doing church as in yeah already in the cycle of doing church and kind of just always was like well I do believe so it's it's, it doesn't really, like, I've already obviously in my head without realising what I was doing made the decision that I do. Yeah, 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 <laughs> um, So, yeah, it was, I guess you'd say it wasn't a one particular day. It was mm. a a process, but um, yeah. ultimately it was the way I was brought up and yeah. the environment I was brought up in and having lots of, my grandparents went to the same church as us and oh, um, all my grandparents' friends and my aunt, like, aunties, like, yeah ladies who are not related to me are all auntie xyz yeah so, yeah like okay I was brought up that way and yeah faith has always been part of our family and part yeah. of uh conversation in a way and expressed differently and mm. some yeah so okay just, yeah. yeah yeah I think I think it's just important especially for the listeners because some people will have the experience where they have parents who are both Christians mm. and they just literally live a life where they're just growing up in that cycle of going to church yeah. being in the church um, and you just kind of grow into it being your own faith exactly but yeah. there needs to be or there will need to be at one point a turning point where um you just realize oh hold on a minute because for me it was at university where mm. I didn't have my parents there and I woke up on a Sunday morning I'm like oh I have to go to church oh or do I? Then I had to literally stop myself and think, oh, I don't have to. So I literally just had a lie in bed and it went in for like, it went on for like a few weeks and I thought, oh, I really should go to church. And then, and then the questioning started, why? Mm-hmm. Why am I going to church? Do I really believe? So that was really like a turning point for me mm-hmm. as well as some other points in life. But um, yeah, yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's and I wonderful. think we all have turning, I think there's a lot of points, right? Like a lot of believers will be able to like exactly as you said like mm. I went to university and I rebelled for two years like it was completely <laughs> yeah, yeah. like I went to church but I was quite Just doing a your own contrasting thing. human at the same time in <laughs> yeah. other ways so I don't think it means that we've got it yeah nailed <laughs> yeah none of us have in terms of you know I've walked uh, like since one point I've walked a completely straight line but mm. um but I don't I, I think it's the journey and I think it's what we are able to take and 
share as our story and realize that that story is part of our of the fabric of who we are and Definitely. what that can be an example of for Definitely. others or how it exemplifies Jesus in our lives and yeah. ultimately that's um, hopefully what we take away from it whether it be good or bad yeah um, it's kind of the journey through it rather than a point in time where yes. we're negatively or positively impacting ourselves or others it's you know how we go from that I think yeah and mm. I think it also I highlights the importance of a personal relationship because mm -hmm. God is all about us as individuals yes collectively we are we are the body um we are the church but as individuals god cares just as much individually as it does corporately yeah. and i think that's really beautiful as well okay wonderful so um right being the being the fact that this um, podcast is all about flourishing i was always trying to think what is the one question i want to ask uh, my guests as they come in that is almost going to be consistent and i guess for you it would be or for i think this is the question but i don't know maybe 20 episodes in i might change it right. <laughs> but what does it look like um for you to be flourishing in your life like just paint us a picture of what that would look like for you yeah um i guess for me it's um it's not just about a permanent state of like satisfaction and so this is something I've like realized probably over the last few years but mm. it's about it's about being at peace with where I'm at okay but about um not being so stuck or like I think if I'm if you're too happy all the time if you're just contented mm. then I like I hope that that is what I have and I hope that I have joy in everything whether it's sorrow or like highs right, and lows of life right. and the joy of the Lord, not just a high or whatever. Yeah. But um, is to not just be contented and static, but to be challenged in okay. different areas at different points. So it doesn't always have, I think, I think God is constantly challenging us, but whether or not we pick up on him challenging yeah, us, I think yeah. we can miss it. And I think that's, we're human. Mm. I think that happens. But I just, I think that being challenged professionally or a little bit personally emotionally spiritually like mm. I'd like to be to think that that is something that even educationally like if yeah. it's learning something you know academically or something I think those things are all good to have something of that in your life going on um in order to flourish in order okay. to kind of be challenged in a way in something okay um I think particularly spiritually it does look like just knowing that God is always refining us yeah. and trying to keep in tune with his voice and trying to keep in tune with just his spirit in yeah. order that we know and realize and recognize it and acknowledge it even if we're not getting it right we're acknowledging it yeah. so we're kind of walking through that point of it um like we're letting him do it basically and acknowledging that he does it I think ultimately we can so easily ignore God when we don't acknowledge that he's like literally tapping us on the shoulder or kicking yeah, us definitely. kicking us or something to get our attention <laughs> yeah um some people just so need yeah. a tap others need a kick <laughs> yeah and some yeah. and I think sometimes we just like you know sometimes he's just like that you know he's like when a kid plays hide and seek and they mm. you know how they think that they're hiding just because they've covered their eyes <laughs> yeah. up or something and you like you come out of counting and you look and they're like right there yeah and you're like that's God like sometimes he's just like I'm still right, I'm here. Still right here yeah and you're like still counting or something <laughs> okay um, okay but yeah I think flourishing just looks like being challenged um and being and learning to have the joy of the Lord in, in any situation oh, in any wonderful. context 
That's beautiful. And I'm not doing it necessarily. I don't necessarily think I'm getting it right. But it's an ideal. It's an ideal. Yeah. Okay. That's absolutely fine. Oh, thank you for sharing that. And then, um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on the points. I think you mentioned it um, a a little while ago when you explained about um, your career, about during the lockdown. Um, Just want to touch on any challenges you faced um, during the lockdown and how you've overcome it. Was there anything Mm -hmm. that you found yeah I don't I don't I don't know if I've overcome it right okay. <laughs> I guess yeah. that would be a good a good place to start I am right, um, okay challenges were that I um I actually changed jobs in lockdown okay um so I moved from one job to another within London mm. um I moved to a job working from home so when I started I didn't I wasn't in the, the, the hospital I work in um I didn't know anyone oh. um so it was a bit chaotic I um I'd had COVID in in my previous job and I'd been redeployed as a dietitian, so quite different to right. like nurses and doctors and things. But um so I guess that was a challenge. I think I don't really know about like how I interpreted any of that for myself, but mm. I think later down the line in this job I got quite sick and it's whether or not any of that was to do with like pressure and like stress and stuff as opposed to it actually being unwell um and I think just dealing with that was um I think I've overcome it because I have good relationships with people good relationships with like friends and have a workplace that's like actually quite hot on um like I've definitely seen it for other people like has good supportive things in place for people who've been through quite a lot and I haven't like I actually have to say I haven't used any of it because I found that friends and church family were the people that I found it easiest to okay, that's good. do stuff around and process with. But um, yeah, so I guess the challenge has been kind of for myself is because of the lockdown, um, working out how you process thoughts, feelings, emotions mm. when you're kind of on a demanding in a demanding situation to have to kind of keep going and be okay professionally because you 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 sort of do yeah um and I I'm not somebody who feels like I need to be a martyr I'm really not but Mm. I think you do have a sort of um our job didn't change we didn't have to really work from home for a particularly long period of time there's an expectation on us to go in and work and we've got you know people getting COVID and isolating staff as well as people being sick and coming into the hospitals that we work in and and I'm I'm fortunate my profession means I'm not particularly right on the front of it but Mm. I think it does um you know like we work with those people who are and we 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 see that and we think the NHS has experienced a those who work in the NHS have experienced a kind of feeling like Mm. uh the experience has been shared by a lot of by each other because it's kind of been a team and family kind of approach to responses of how we work and um yeah so I think challenges have just been I've realized how do I process anything and I process it quite delayed so what's the best way for the outworking of that yeah okay okay cool yeah I think it's wow there's just been for many people I'm sure there's been a range of challenges from financial challenges Mm. to emotional I think a lot of psychological and mental challenges so yeah it's just going to be a constant communication I think just because now we're having a slow release into the lockdown easing Mm. it's it it, it doesn't stop just because it's it's you know the the um 
the gates, I guess the gates is open a little bit. It doesn't stop because we need to recognize that the, the effects will still be there. Um, and it's just lo- knowing that we should give ourselves that um, grace, I guess, to just totally. process it gradually and just keep going so yeah thank you for expressing that that's okay and i think lockdown's given us a lot of good things as well yeah. i don't think we should forget like, just I look know, at the negatives yeah yeah sure. i think like of course it was a change to life and of it was course. hard but i do think there's so much like the simplification of life mm. and the smaller people and the individual relationships because you could only like meet one-on-one or something yeah. that have been you may be developed and grown and and hold on to those things because you know quality and not yeah, quantity and exactly. pace of life like we can slow down and we can you know um you know redefine what it is to like meet the world's expectation of doing well mm, you know like yeah. we don't have to be busy all the time we don't have to have as many friends as facebook exactly. says we've got yeah, and all that kind of thing yeah. actually like there's so much to take from it as well and and of course we want normality and we want people's jobs to go back to normal and stuff but there are a lot of things that we can take from it Gosh, as well, which is that's so actually true. beautiful to get to look at it from that side. And I'm sure it's, I've had it easy. I think people have had it really hard. You know, people have lost mm. jobs and loved ones, but I think there are things to take from it yeah. as well for everybody in different ways, of yes, course. Yes, of course, yeah. I yeah. think one of the things that um, stood out to me is during the lockdown, I mean, a lot of things did, but it was, it was it was just that peace and quiet I got every day. I mean, obviously I had to travel, being a nurse, I had to travel to work every day. But just the peace on the road, like because people weren't traveling really. Yeah. It was just that stillness that I felt every day. It was really nice. And being able to, like you said, come home and not feel like I have to be on my phone and not feel like I have to be doing this or doing that. Just be still. Mm. And there's so much strength that you can gain from that Mm -hmm. and i just hope one of the things i do hope that as we as the lockdown as people are easing back into what seems to be a new norm is that they don't forget that they don't they they shouldn't feel the pressure of just rushing into things and not really taking time to Mm -hmm. think or to slow down but i hope people can gain that as well yeah yeah definitely okay so um i'm just curious um how do you vision things for yourself in five years time like what does for for Ange you know if you see Ange in five years time what do you see as we round up just to kind of I mean the answer to that is I have no clue (laughs) yes I know and and hilariously I'm absolutely fine with that oh good Um, that's good I've never really been I mean maybe like when I was studying I was maybe a little bit like oh obviously in five years time I'll have a job yes yeah um you know um but I don't know I don't even know if it looks like I'll be I think it looks like I'll be in the same I I would imagine I'll be in the same profession okay whether or not I will be living in the same place who knows yeah god knows yeah um whether I will still be like I don't know whether I'll even still be wanting to do the same profession, that's yeah. another question. I think I'll still I still will be. I love my job. So yeah, okay. I think I'll probably still be doing it. But abroad um, travelling, is there anything? Oh, what would you what would you like? Is there any desires, I guess, maybe might be a desires approach. I mean, like, who knows? Like family marriage, I don't know. Yeah, okay, okay. Maybe, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but also very like that's just somebody that's that's, well yeah and also just like you can want it but I have to like I just hold things quite lightly I always have done and I'm not particularly one to be like put all my eggs in one basket because it's actually just quite 
stressful yeah. <laughs> to have that kind of expectation of okay, yourself. Okay. Um, I hope that in five years time, I'm someone who has taken up opportunities as they've come up. Oh, wonderful. I hope okay. I don't let things go by. Yeah, traveling for sure. Um, hopefully things will ease and hopefully yeah. I can um, go see friends abroad, go see family abroad, okay. go back and see people that I've like lived with before and yeah. stuff um yeah I don't think there's anything where like I'm not someone who's like oh I want to go to this place first like yeah, I don't have that okay, at all okay that's I fine. think the privilege will be to just get on an aeroplane yeah, <laughs> yeah. Again, potentially it, yeah. yeah even okay. if it's just Ireland I don't know yeah like not far yeah. is what I mean but, yeah um, I understand yeah and five years time I'm even trying to think how old I'll be in five years time <laughs> okay yeah, yeah just like just taking opportunities and yeah taking opportunities and hopefully still looking forward to things and getting excited about the things that I get excited about now and not and not taking it for granted and not just thinking um and not becoming so entitled that I forget Mm. that I'm really fortunate and that God blesses and God you know god gives and god takes away of and course. not just seeing everything as like a deserved thing but yeah living out of a place of um i just i want to live out i'd rather live out of a place of gratitude and i of hope course. that i can still do that in five years time yeah definitely well. i think i think that mindset is really good because one of the things i've struggled with and i'm only just learning now is that you can have a personal desire and you can have a personal plan but then there is god's will mm-hmm. and just learning how to kind of align that you know align your desire with god and just kind of give it to him it's something that can be a challenge because you're like oh but god i want to go to this place i want to go to that place but if god wants you in a different place how how is your heart or how is your mindset Mm. towards that so i think like Mm -hmm. you say holding things loosely and just being like okay yes i would like this but god's will be done is is the best place and i think in contrast at the same time like um god's like obedience to God is another challenge right within that like Mm. God says go God says stop Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and sometimes we don't we don't act in faith or in obedience until it literally comes to the point of like us knowing the end point as well yeah I think a lot of us are like oh okay God you want me to go here Mm. for example wherever that is yeah um Oh, but until you tell me what my job will be, until you tell me what my housing is, until you tell me what plane I'm going to get. In fact, Lord, until you miraculously mm. purchase that ticket for me <laughs> and put it in an envelope, deliver yeah. it to my front door, I ain't going when you say go. That's so or true. I ain't like it's. Sometimes we have that attitude, and I think it's. Um, I think that's another thing we can say we hold things lightly, but mm. um, do we sometimes use the um, that as an excuse to mm. kind of like you know oh god says go but because i haven't got the whole plan and he hasn't divinely showed me yeah <laughs> in a checklist mm. in the order i wanted yeah, exactly, in <laughs> exactly. then do i do i do i do it uh no probably yeah. not at the moment and yeah no so god's obedience within that and then you know in the future is obviously something as well that would be 
good for us to just keep uh, learning about. Yeah, definitely. Or me to be learning about, not, not us. Yeah. <laughs> Including oh, everybody I, in it. I, I think, yeah, I, I, I need to learn about it. So definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, that's so wonderful. And as we kind of summarise, I just wonder, the, you know, many listeners will be listening to this, and I wonder if you have any final words or advice um, for someone who is interested in being a dietitian that you think would be helpful for them. Um, yeah, just wondering any advice (laughs) I think for anybody wanting to do a different career Mm. even not even dietetics I think um get get some shadowing experience if you can particularly if it's in healthcare Mm. um know a little bit about what is required of it as opposed to what you've maybe assumed of it but I think most people do these days (laughs) Yeah. Um, and oh, if you want to be a dietitian, <laughs> um, I think look at it as well in terms of um, it's not just hospital restricted. So okay. I think knowing your options and how to get into certain areas, um, it's a it's a great job for people who maybe want to work in industry, want to work for companies, want to work for like private sector wow, okay. or like food industry. Um, or even in sports like okay. for sports clubs like professional organizations like okay. you know football teams or yeah. whatever Um, there's a lot of scope in those Gosh. things but maybe before you're doing it look into definitely look into how you're going to get there yeah um I think also look at courses mm-hmm. like sometimes it gets quite competitive to get into different courses but know how the university structures what you're doing no expectations in terms of like not being able to work whilst you're at university and stuff yeah, like that and, yeah um th- all the just the logical stuff that a lot of careers advisors will give you anyway but of course I think um knowing a little bit about it as an act like as from someone who's working in it already yes. as opposed to just because you like food or because you like home economics or yeah. because you want to work in a hospital of course um yeah. like get get a vision or get an experience of what the day-to-day life looks like mm-hmm. so that you can have an insight yeah. and know that co- some courses differ so um you might want to look at the places you're going to study so that you can pick what's good for you and what works for you okay. as an individual and the way you learn I think yeah. anybody particularly if you're going to go and do it out of school like knowing how you learn before you start university is really helpful yeah. like are you a learner like do you need to be doing it? Do you need to sh- like shadow somebody? Do you need yeah. to, um, or do you learn from reading books or like mm. writing things out or okay. talking things through? Like knowing those things about yourself okay. is is really useful as well. Oh, wonderful! I know you know for our nursing course, it's fifty percent theory and practice. I just wonder if that's the same for the dietitian. Uh, so I'm not sure what it is for an undergraduate because I did a postgraduate, ah, but right. okay, it's a certain proportion placement okay so um, they do still get that exposure yeah so you do two long three-month placements okay um and you do a two-week shadowing placement okay at the beginning and then you do two longer placements okay fantastic um, so yeah and with different kind of benchmarking expectations throughout each yeah. to kind of grow and in theory you have teaching in between so it supports you like 
between each point. Yeah, so if you come across any challenges in practice um, or anything you may not understand, you have the teaching side to be able to kind yeah, of relate to. And, oh, I've seen this in Because yeah. I think that's what I found really helpful. I, I think any job like dietitian, physiotherapy, you know, nursing, it is very much hands-on. And so, you know, having, you know, not just going to university for three years and then going to practice that's not practical no. there's, there's things sandwich is good kind of thing exactly mm-hmm. there's things you see in practice and you're thinking oh my goodness i don't understand that and then when they explain it in theory you're like it just comes together so beautifully yeah. and you think oh I, I get it and the practice element i'm telling you is so priceless a lot of the people may feel like um practical work at the hospital or whatever or a um, gp surgery is is a bit of a nuisance but it literally is priceless because you come across situations that are not the same and sometimes you come across the same situation over and over again but you develop your confidence to to handle those tasks yeah you know wonderfully no placement or theory can ever teach you an exact situation of you know a patient's upset or dealing with a professional dispute or a you know a carer for a patient dealing with kind of three way kind of thing yes but I think confidence and multiple experiences of varying forms even if they're simulated Mm -hmm. because the universities will do that these days as well is is really important and if it encourages you to at least be able to speak up not try to answer if you can't you know saying like I'll take my time like saying I'm sorry I'll have to get back to you with that because I I I don't have an answer for you right now or um and also it does give you the confidence to not just apologize not to become somebody who's just kind of walked all over like it does give you the confidence to know your profession know your professional limits and that is as important yes um to kind of you know have boundaries appropriately not to like not do work but to kind of not allow people to sort of treat you a certain way because of who you are or what you do Mm -hmm. um I joke and sometimes but I'm like I'm not just the lady that gets the milk for the babies or I'm not just the lady that <laughs> goes and gets the patient's plate of food like yeah. we do, there's a lot of other things we of do course. you know the nurse isn't just somebody who changes the patient's clothes yeah yeah you know, there's, there's, that's part of a job but there's lots of things we of do course, we don't yeah. just give the medicine we yeah you know we advocate for our patients as well in different forms um depending on our profession and that's a privilege as well right yeah like, definitely to do that lovely so if you are thinking about you know this um profession into being a dietitian i hope that advice from Ange has been super helpful um yeah it's been such a lovely time being able to interview you i guess you know and just yeah thank you for your time thank you for this moment thank you for um yeah just taking that time to be able to speak to us and i'll just do a quick prayer over you um father we thank you so much for Ange. we thank you that you created her to great perfection um in her mother's womb and we thank you for the moments that she's in now we pray lord that you will in your power and in your might continue to direct her in the path that you've created for her and allow her desires and her plans to be that of what you desire for her in Jesus name we pray that she will be able to take up every challenges that she does face you know um, as she goes through life and whatever it looks like in five years time or ten years time Lord only you know that but we pray that you would continue to be by her side we thank you because we know you will we thank you that you continue to be by her side every step of the way and she would learn to be in tune with what it is that you're leading her into we give you honor and we give you praise in Jesus name Amen. Amen.
Thank you, Anne, so much. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope this you've been blessed by this episode and I hope you'll tune in next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.